You are listening to the Six Second Jobs Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kloss. Six Second Jobs is the podcast overflowing with ways to get you hired. Back in February, someone shot my dog. Now, that's not what you would expect to hear from a job podcast, but it's the truth. And it just got me thinking about the fragility, if that's a word, of life, and the whole aspect of, of what I was doing. I spent 27 and a half years as an assistant general manager for big box retailer, not Sam's. And I really uh, turned 62, and I've been writing resumes now for seven years. I've been speaking at New Jersey uh, Department of Labor. Uh, I've done a lot of national career fair events where I critiqued resumes. Uh, and I really enjoy doing that. And I enjoy uh, taking the knowledge that I've had over the past 35 plus years and, and applying it to um, people's situations so that they can get a picture of what it looks like from the other side of the desk. But Ricky, <laughs> my beagle, we moved out to uh, Charlottesville outside of uh, actually outside of Charlottesville, uh, near the Blue Ridge Mountains, Appalachian Trail, that area. And we're kind of on the top of a little mountain, little hill. And then there's another valley and then another mountain behind that. And uh, she got off her uh, off her leash. Well, she had the leash still attached to her. She got off of the um, kind of the thing we had in the front yard so she wouldn't get away. And uh, by the time we found her, she had been shot. And it was just crazy. Her... Uh, Intestine had been perforated 11 times. She spent almost five days in the uh, emergency room, that emergency room. Um, turns out that Sissy Spacek uses the same vet. She lives somewhere in, in Albemarle County, and when we went to pick Ricky up to bring her home, uh, we actually got to spend five, ten minutes talking with her, Sissy. Um, my dog didn't care. She just wanted to go home at that point, but uh, my wife was very excited. Um, so you never know who you're going to meet when you're out, but it just, uh, so anyway, I ended up, uh, retiring, um, 62 and, uh, I feel like I still have 30 years more to go and a lot to give back. And so many people have helped me over the years that I wanted to make sure, um, I did my part in giving back to other people as well. So it's really been a eye-opening experience for me. Um, I've been thinking about it my whole life. And never, uh, I really thought I'd work until I was 70 and a half uh, at a conventional job. Although I have had businesses of my own in the past uh, as well. But um, it just seemed like the right thing to do at the right time. <laughs> Getting a lot of business in my resume writing. Um, and so now I'm branching out into some other areas. Uh, the biggest thing I wanted to cover was to make sure that everybody... Uh, knew where I was going and kind of the things you could expect when you listen to my podcasts. One of them uh, is really I'm going to focus on interviews because I feel that's an area where people kind of freeze up and they don't really understand what uh, what is needed to be successful and what they should practice and what they shouldn't practice and what they should expect and what they should do. In fact, I even wrote a 101 blog or 101 uh, job winning tips to uh, help people with that. And just like so many other people out there who are writing and putting out information about 
jobs and about careers and what to do, I realized that, you know, it's nice to have a tip, but it's also better to have somebody explain to you uh, how to use that strategy and how to use that uh, tip in order to uh, land the job that you're looking for. So I'm going to be talking a lot about interviews and be talking a lot about uh, career coaching, career facilitating. I have, um, I actually last October went to Maryland from Virginia for classes on career facilitating, uh, global career facilitating certification, and uh, it included 120 hours of online study and uh, textbook that we had to read. Uh, it had a 30-hour independent study project that we had to present for the final exam. And I, I learned a lot, plus I have a whole new respect for all the people who work in the one-stop job centers and um, who work for state agencies or um, University of Maryland, different places. I uh, met some wonderful people who are doing exciting work to help people land jobs. And it just gave me another opportunity to learn more about how to, how to ask the right questions as part of uh, what the whole process is. You know, there's really... Um, about five things that you need to remember when it comes to landing a job and putting together a strategy and you know, inclusive in talking about these four areas I'll be talking about the what we consider the five steps uh, to rapid employment and kind of outlining ideas and, and strategies that you can use to take action so that you can be successful and be successful sooner uh, you know if you read the articles out there today about career coaching, um, you, know, you can go back and forth. You can say, well, I can Google that. I can look at that. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's true. There's there's a lot of material out there. Sometimes there's so much material out there that people just freeze because they don't know what to pick, don't know what uh, what to start with. And, uh, you know, the less choice sometimes you have, the, the easier it is. And coming up with strategies and, and then working those strategies and then adjusting as necessary is probably much more effective than uh, than hitting uh, how to land a job and hitting enter on Google. Um, although, again, you'll get uh, you know 8,643,272 hits in, in less than a third of a second. So there's definitely material out there and everybody's got some opinion on that. Uh, where I think I'm able to help people more is because I've sat on the other side of the desk for so many years and uh, have really <laughs> seen it all. Uh, well, I think I've seen it all, but uh, you know, there have been people that I just really wished would have been able to articulate what they were about because they, they on paper, they looked wonderful, but they weren't able to um, kind of bring that out whatsoever in an interview. And that <clears throat> is an area where I feel like I can help our um, folks be more successful. Uh, again, getting back to career coaching, there's a lot of opportunity out there to kind of put together a strategy. And I, I feel like so many people don't have that strategy. Uh, they don't. Well, part of my, uh, actually part of my um, final presentation for my um, career facilitators um, certification was a, a, the presentation that I did. And I what I said was, to the group uh, was that you know, people come in to see me for a resume, and uh, you know, when we talk about the five steps to, to getting a job, um, they feel they're at step three 
and uh, they're ready to go, but they don't really understand step two, which is defining a goal, and they don't really have one other than, you know, a job, get me a job, any job, please. <laughs> and that isn't necessarily the best way to go about it. And then they don't understand uh, that they kind of are missing step one, which is um, being able to handle their emotions and be more positive and, and know that they're going to be nervous and take those butterflies and make them fly in formation, those sorts of things. And and so they, they're kind of missing out on the first two steps. And then they wonder why um, once they have a great resume, they're still kind of missing out on, on the job. Um, and part of that, because at that point, they're not really, uh, they don't have a six second action plan. They don't really have anything in writing, you know, and, and there's all those adages about if you're not, um, if you haven't written it down, it's really just a dream or a wish. And and that's pretty true. You know, if you don't, if you haven't committed to it and you haven't put it on paper where you can see it and work towards it, then then you really don't have a, a true plan. You have just have an idea or a, a hope. And that's another way that I feel like, you know, over the years I've helped my clients kind of formalize what they're doing. And not that they didn't have a good plan, they just didn't have it written down and so weren't able to follow it and didn't know if they were kind of exceeding what they wanted to do or hadn't met their expectations or um, all they knew was they were frustrated and they weren't getting the job. So the third thing that I plan to focus a lot on in this podcast uh, or group of podcasts is LinkedIn profiles. And there's a lot of uh, topic and discussion out there right now about, pod, about uh, profiles and uh, kind of how people are using that to land jobs and the benefits of being uh, being promoted, the benefits of actually purchasing the uh, upgraded uh, LinkedIn status so that you can see who's looking at your profile. You can actually be highlighted for positions that you're qualified for. You show up in the top tier uh, if you pay LinkedIn a little bit every month. So, uh, you know, that in and of itself might be worthwhile just to uh, kind of rise to the top where it comes to that. But there's so many strategies out there for LinkedIn, and, and LinkedIn just is uh, evolving as, uh, you know, all of our online presence seems to be. And so we're still able to um, grow with that, and, and I'll keep you posted on what I have learned and, and know about it. Uh, one of the exciting things about where I'm at right now is that I actually have the time to to take some of these seminars that are being taught by the Professional Association of Resume Writers or um, you know the um, Career Directors International. There's there's a whole, two or three out there that I belong to that are really um, devoted to teaching people in the industry how to be better at their positions and help people land jobs. And so that's really where you know I. I'm able to spend a little more time now taking some more of those classes and then passing the latest information on to you and to my clients um, in coaching sessions and as they uh, work with me in developing a resume. And then the fourth area that I plan to spend a lot of time on over these sessions is cover letters. And that's where, you know, there, there's some debate out there because some people say, oh, cover letters are dead. You don't want to have to send them anymore and, and nobody reads cover letters. and the reason why nobody reads cover letters is most people write terrible cover letters and they don't really understand, you know, to whom it may concern. I'd like a job. You know, please look at my resume and tell me what you think 
I'd be good at and then call me and I'll be waiting by the phone. And that really, uh, you know, people just don't get a lot of attention or action based on that and it's no wonder. But if you do just a little bit of research, uh, I had a client who had um, a commute that was an hour and a half into D.C. from the Maryland area. She had gotten recently married and uh, was living with her husband and, and so was traveling a great distance and was looking for something close to the home and was in the uh, property management type business. And we found a um, company that was closer to where she lived, probably a 25-minute commute instead of an hour and a half. And uh, doing a little research on their company's website, we found out that they started in the 40s uh, running gas stations. And then they moved up from there and uh, all their customer experience and their um, different things that they had done. And so we positioned my client in the cover letter saying, you know, well, you know, she hasn't been around since the 40s um, pumping gas. She has so many years of, of experience and she has similar um, expectations about her, her career and the way she deals with people uh, that this company had. And so we were able to tie it right to that. Plus she met or exceeded all of the um, basic requirements for the position. So we were able to highlight that in a paragraph. And uh, don't you know, she scanned it in and emailed it. And within five minutes, she had a phone call and, a, and an interview. And within a, a month, she was uh, making a much shorter ride uh, because she landed a new position that gave her more time with her daughter and more time with her new husband. So, you know, I don't think the cover letter is dead. I think um, I have four or five wonderful examples of, of ones that I just loved uh, the way they came out and <clears throat> what we emphasized and, and what uh, how they worked. And I, I so I feel like there's still a, a lot of benefit to that if you do it the right way. So I'll be talking about that on some of these uh, episodes as well. You know, there's really um, the biggest thing is is basically your attitude towards your career and your attitude towards the whole process of of landing a job. You know, so many people are afraid of it and they're concerned about it and they're really not. Um, excited about the possibility of having to work on landing a job. I mean, when's the last time, you know, you jumped out of bed if you're looking for a job and you're, you've been uh, laid off and you jump out of bed going, man, I'm just so excited to land a job today. Um, most people don't have that uh, type of outlook and that really um, kind of slows their progress. And, but it's um, something that can be fixed and something that can be um, worked on. Uh, to make the whole process go smoother and to put energy into what you can do. And that's, again, where that six-second uh, action plan comes in, being able to figure out where you uh, should spend your time, not cutting yourself short in terms of personal time or time with family and scheduling all of these things so that you don't feel guilty about not spending 24 hours a day working on landing a job, but you're not spending 24 hours a day working on a job. Um, you're being able to balance each of those activities and have a plan and figure out out of the 12 things, 12 ways to look for a job. Maybe there's three, four, five that you'll use um, almost exclusively. And uh, how much time will you spend on each one each day 
and how much time we spend devoted to yourself and your family. So there's a lot of different ways to look at um, our plans. And the most important thing, once again, is, is writing that plan down. So we'll be talking a lot about that in, in upcoming uh, episodes. I'm also excited to um, kind of share my experiences with others and to uh, have others with job search backgrounds and career f facilitation backgrounds um, join us here in order to uh, give you another perspective and some more interest in how to land a job quicker. So we'll be uh, hosting other people, um, giving them an opportunity to share their knowledge and their wisdom about uh, their job success, their uh, point of view on how to, what aspects they see as most important in the job search process. And uh, some even say it's not a job search, it's a, it's more of a, um, you know, meticulous action plan and it's more of a, um, you know, it's not a search. You, if you're searching, you're, you're not doing it right. If you're uh, employing a strategy and you're working your strategy, then that's uh, more empowering and, and more, you're more in control of what you're actually doing. So they feel like that, uh, that type of thought process uh, helps set the tone for better outcomes. You know, and again, we'll have a chance to kind of work through some of that. Uh, I'm very excited to be uh, presenting next, actually it's next April uh, 2019 at the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Counselors. I'll be doing a breakout session on excellence in uh, the workplace and how we as professionals can do a better job empowering our clients for a lifetime of success. And so I've been thinking a lot about um, you know, the workplace and, and kind of how it's been, what it is in the past, what it is now, and where will it be in the future. And I plan to spend some time thinking about those ideas and, and discussing those in more depth as well. You now, if you think about the way the workplace is changing, you know, in the 50s and 60s, uh, you know, people were pretty much hiring for life. They were they would research a company or their dad worked there or their mom worked there and they would get a job and they'd be there till the end and then they'd retire and then they'd have their pension and it was all kind of laid out and mapped out. And somewhere uh, in the 60s and the 70s that began to change a little bit but it was really still um, something that everybody kind of for the most part expected was going to happen. Then in 2008, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a stock market crash uh, between 2008 and 2018. The whole landscape changed, and uh, we have millennials out there now who uh, are looking at the whole workplace in a, in a different way and more of a life balance type of thing, and, and how can they make it work uh, and still do some of the things that they'd like to do. And then where is that going in the future? The future of work is going to look a lot different than what it looked like in the 50s. And we need to prepare for that and need to make sure that our clients and our families and our friends know and understand what the expectations are for the future. So those are some of the things I'll be talking about. I'm real excited to have you on board and to uh, be able to share my ideas with you. 
again, I, I've been doing this for about 35 years and have uh, read close to 5,000 resumes, have uh, hired thousands of people, mentored people, and um, have sat on the other side of the desk and have a real clear picture of what uh, would be helpful to you as a job seeker to um, land that job. So we'll be exploring those different areas and we'll be having special guests on the show and I look forward to having uh, an opportunity to, to get feedback from you so that uh, we can make this more helpful and uh, help streamline your process and get you in your new hire orientation much sooner. So in the end, that's really what it's all about. Um, you know, just as a side note, my dog, uh, Ricky, is much better. She's a 30-pound beagle. Uh, she was actually a rescue dog. We got her from the ASPCA in Charlottesville uh, about a year ago. And I don't know what kind of life she had before, but uh, the first few months, she had a real hard time with the sliding glass door uh, to the back of the house. She just would, would freeze when she got to that and and just couldn't come through it really. I mean, to the point where we almost had to pick her up at times and bring her into the house. Um, but now she's gotten over that and she um, understands that, you know, she's part of a family and part of a bigger picture as opposed to you know, being a kind of a dog out in the yard, I think is what she was mostly, maybe a hunting dog uh, at one point. She's also figured out that uh, when I get up in the mornings, uh, it's a lot warmer where my head was on the pillow than where she's sleeping at the end of the bed. So she has found uh, a great opportunity to get warmer and she'll make herself at home there on the pillow next to my wife when I get up first thing in the morning. So she's uh, kind of worked in her furs coming back where they had uh, had to shave her in order to perform the surgery on her. And uh, so it's looking up for her and I think it'll be looking up for you in terms of your ability to land a job. Uh, the more feedback we have, the more we can make this effective for you and helpful for you. And I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to what I have to say. And I, I look forward to giving you all the knowledge that I've gained in 35 years plus of management and hiring so that you can land your dream job sooner. Thank you for listening to the Six Second Jobs Podcast. This has been your host, Joel Quas. Remember, use what we've discussed and take action. This puts you one step closer to your new hire orientation.